Hey guys, welcome back to episode four of the Business and Barbell Talk podcast. Uh, this week, me and Josh are going over a specific type of programming. It is called linear periodization. We're going to take you through how it works, what it is, the breakdown of it, the pros and cons, and who we think it works best for and how we implement it with our own training in our gyms and with our athletes. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please shoot us a message, comment something below, and subscribe. Let us know what you want to hear about in future episodes, and hope you enjoy. Cool. Hey guys, Josh here. Chris. Back with episode four of our business and barbell talk. So today we're going to revisit in a little more detail uh, the topic from our second podcast where we started talking about um, training methodologies and um, training um, cycles, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Different um, ways to go about it, right? Yeah. Different programming. So I think the what we're going to start with um, the basic linear template. Um, I think that's where a lot of people start. Um, and I think Chris and I would generally agree that's a good place for most people to start. Yeah. Um, yeah. When, when getting into strength training. So mm-hmm. I think uh, the first the th- one of the biggest, I think, appeals of, of it is that it, it just simplifies it for people, right? Especially if you're getting into training and, like, you've never done it before. You don't, you're not really sure what's going on. You're not really sure what to be following. I think a linear, a linear program is the simplest place you could start, right? Yeah, no, I would agree. Um, you know, you're going to pick a couple lifts. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, I don't <clears> – <throat> generally, you have some kind of base – you could really just start and be like, hey, I'm just going up every week with yeah. just the bar. I mean, that yeah. um, generally some people start with some kind of base or, mm-hmm. you know, if you're following somebody's program, the Windler 531 comes to mind where you're going to go start on percentages based off your training max. Yep. Um, yep. So we'll try to break all this down, talk about it in a way that makes sense for folks that don't necessarily um, – know 100 percent you know all the stuff training i think some of the feedback chris and i've gotten is hey you know you guys know this stuff and you just talk about it like we all understand it so we are gonna try to do a a good job to break it down a little bit more yes and make it a little bit easier to digest and understand so i mean when you live in this world it can be hard to not talk like that sometimes like it can be it can you can kind of forget Right. You spend all if you spend all day in a gym, it's like uh, I have a few friends that are physical therapists and they just when you start talking about the body, they just talk like physical therapists. Right. And it's like, hey, man, slow it down a little bit. So it's good to be reminded that sometimes you got to take a step back and explain it a little bit more. Yes. Um, so getting into to linear periodization, um, what what are some some basic linear? I mean, Five by five is one that I know that a lot of people yeah. follow. Um, five by five, three by five, adding five to ten pounds a week. Uh, I've seen I've seen people use it with a three by ten or a three by eight model, right? A little mm-hmm. bit lower. Um, those are the biggest ones I see the most commonly, and I almost never see a jump bigger than five to ten pounds a week. Yes, right, or like a percentage of like I don't know, like two and a half to five percent is another one I've seen before, right? Just like really small incremental jumps and increases in weight that allow you to kind of get more weight on the bar while you're also still learning the movement pattern of a squat bench, deadlift, power clean, whatever you're doing, right? Yeah, so when we first started 
Gina or Jim here in Winchester Strode Station. We we followed, uh, we benched, strict pressed, squatted, and deadlift every week. Yeah. Um, and we would go up 10 pounds on lowers and five pounds on uppers Yep. every week. Yep. Um, and that seemed to, you know, you know, when you first start training, it was just a real simple way to add volume week over week mm-hmm. um, and saw a ton of progress. I think if I think back to my high school football training, I think we followed uh, like this Nebraska pyramid yeah. of yeah. <laughs> exercises. And I believe we did five by fives and then it would transition to five by threes. Mm-hmm. It's been 20 years ago, so yeah. I could be mistaken. That sounds that sounds right though. That sounds pretty common. I know that's what a lot of people do. That's what a lot of people stick with, especially in like the athletic realm. And I know especially with like with like kids or teenagers, a lot of people go that route when they're like first learning how to do it. Um, I know that's what I that's what I did when I first got into lifting weights um, and like tried to get stronger. It was I found, uh, and this is like after I'd spent just time at the Y, just following like a rep scheme and not knowing what I was doing. But, like, when I got into strength and conditioning and CrossFit and, like, found strength programming itself, um, I know linear periodization was the first thing I came across that I was like, oh, I should stick with this because it, ma- it just makes sense, right? When you lay out a, 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 a linear program for someone, they can just see the increase and they can see the direction it goes pretty simply, right? Yeah. So it does. It just simplifies it. And then that that idea of, like, five by five and climbing like you will build a solid base of movement and like a solid base of strength that way which makes people pretty comfortable too yeah and you know it's also needed there's not a whole lot of exercise variability you know you're gonna pick Mm -hmm. some big multi-joint movements traditionally that you're gonna follow with yeah you know squat bench deadlift press so we said and, and it works good for power cleans I've never done it too much with snatching just because we don't mm-hmm. snatch a ton. But yeah, um, and power cleans is like add like two and a half pounds a yeah. week or something like that. It's like it's a smaller jump just because it's dynamic. But yes, um, so that's why you know if you're looking, if you have a young athlete, um, or if you're just looking to introduce yourself to strength training, um, a linear base is a great way to get your feet wet, make tremendous progress. Um, I mean, people that have been training long long time still follow you know mm-hmm. linear models um it's it's you know it's gonna do the trick it's yeah. it's tried and true and it's um it's it's gonna help we we use a more of a linear base model with our younger kids when they first come in so we you know we've talked about it before we run you know a conjugate base system you know mm-hmm. for our crossfit classes and for our athlete programs but that being said we still run usually the first 12 weeks in both of those really in our crossfit classes and our kids we have kind of a more linear model yes for our beginners yeah so and 12 weeks isn't like a hard and fast rule but we want some training under their belt before we start throwing in any real variations it's not hard and fast and it's also like in the grand scheme of things it's like I've explained this to a lot of people like coaching it's just like the grand scheme of things it's not that long because people sometimes people come in with like a like like a wild hair up their ass and they just like want to get right into it and it's like hey man we're going to take a couple months 
give or take like a few weeks like it's okay we're just gonna make sure we're lifting right we're gonna make sure we've got a good foundation like and that we're moving correctly and we can have a starting point like i need a kicking off point for you to actually like make this effective right we can't just come in and just like just pick somewhere to start right or just see where we are if you don't know how to back squat then you can't just come in and max out your back squat Mm -hmm. right i agree um there's you know i that's that's what i tend to think is the responsible thing to do with yeah. athletes and adults. Although, you know, I hear the counter argument all the time for, mm-hmm. for the, you know, the opposite of that, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're looking at in life as a way of kind of taking your, you know, when you're an athlete, you cycle through up your season, you're out yeah. of season. And then, yeah. although I think all athletes should continue to train in season, Nobody that we work with does a very good job of it. Yeah. Some people try more than others, mm-hmm. but no team that I really work with does a great job of staying on top of their training once the season actually starts. Yeah. Here it's more up to the individual athlete. Yeah. So, um, why do you think that is? Just because it's time. One, one, I think time. time. I think, I think the coaches have good intentions mm-hmm. about continuing to train through the season and then like they lose a game. Somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Something doesn't look right one day, and then it's like, oh, we're going to skip weights today because we need another practice. And then okay. it's like – Yeah. And so then before you know it, it's like, oh, it's been three weeks, and we haven't done any training. Yeah. We're just going to – we're done. You know what I mean? Then they're yeah, like the why me- get back on They're it, in the right? meat of their season. There's a bunch – they're trying to manage fatigue, mm-hmm. which was – I think they don't understand is like this is going to help that. Yeah. And, and most of the kids are so untrained – that it is really feasible for them to get stronger as the season goes on. Yep. And, and you know, not to get on too much of a sidebar with it, but <clears throat> that's that's kind of. Um, but this but this slides into it because linear periodization can be designed and like laid out to like in a model that allows you to train it through a season, right? Like correct. Any, any kind of training can yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and it's. The, the, the athletes that I know usually that perform the best are the ones that train really hard in the off season, and then they they keep up something during the end season, right? Yeah, I mean I don't notice they have a base level of they, they have a base level of strength and fitness anyway. Yeah, right, something they can fall back on. And obviously our training changes a little bit, mostly from a we still train heavy in the um, off season. We just drop the volume down. Yeah, um, I mean it's not. I mean our soccer girls hit PRs. In mm-hmm. season, all the, like it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's common for them too. They were pulling trap bar PRs by the end, like towards the end of the season. Yeah, um, last year. But, you know, they've been training with me a long time, so I'm not necessarily doing that with all of our athletes. But yeah. those girls, have been training here four years. Like they're mm-hmm. fine. They can handle it. Um, yeah. Some of our other kids maybe not. So, that uh, that's always been an issue, and it's money too. You know, like. The schools don't necessarily have the resources to have a qualified person on site to do the training for their team, so they yeah. contract with us to do the stuff mm-hmm. and do the work. And you know, they can only pay for so many weeks of year yep. of a year, and then when they get into season, they deem that as not as important and to strength train. And yeah, you replace one volume with another. Yeah, so you know, that's for the athlete side of things. That's what we see quite a bit. Yeah. Um, But just with general population, right? How do we? Yeah, yeah I mean, we. What would what would we talk about? Like, because I know, I know that when it starts, 
I like I like the idea of like when I program for people and I have a tendency to do this like no matter what I program for I tend to build into intensity mm -hmm. right which is just a model from linear periodization right I like rep maxes a little bit more than percentages um, just because that's the way that I lean for myself personally but that's also like that's a bias right because when I first started training a lot I also had really bad insomnia so I couldn't stick with percentage based work because sometimes I was awake for three days so I was under recovered like entirely right. So I use a lot of rep. I I use a lot of rep maxes. I just want like your best triple for the day, right? Not building on last time, or like Monday if it's Thursday or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, but I like the idea of like it builds into intensity, which is good for people. It teaches people to it gets people acclimated and teaches them how to lift heavy weights, right? For both general population and athletes, like across the board. I think it does that. I think it does a great job of doing that. Yeah, but you know, I know when like when I was following. The Jim Wendler five three one linear periodization model. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't feeling, it was like, man, all I got to do is go in and get mm -hmm. these three sets of five at yep. what was it? Like I don't even remember. Like sixty, sixty five, seventy, maybe. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I think those are the percentages. I have to do that and then do some chin ups and like I can be out. Yeah. Right. It's it was short, and I could be done on a bad day in as quick as twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. Um. And I do have some anxiety it's gotten better towards like what i'm gonna do the next day so i like yeah. i just like to know specifically yeah. Yeah. like a plan i like a plan um so um i do um i do like the i like the linear i just as i've gotten older um i've just kind of gotten away from it some and i've mm -hmm. i've went back to it when i was training for a powerlifting meet mm -hmm. last year but really my training right now is like for the most part, it's just like whatever's fun. Um, I don't yeah. have, I don't have any, any real goals other than just being fit and um, enjoying my training. Yeah. So, if that changes sometime soon, and I'm looking to take on a specific event, then my training might change along with it. Um, mm -hmm. So we have, I think we've talked about like what. A linear periodization basically right you're gonna pick your lifts you're gonna pick some accessory work around those lifts mm -hmm. everything ba is based off your main movement whatever that might be yeah and you can do it with the training max or you can just start really light and just run it as long as you can keep going up yep um, some and most probably have deloads in them some yeah. people don't deload some people yeah deload once you don't make progress and then you take a deload week once you're once you stop and then yeah you reset and then you start back over yep. um i really like i really like that and that's a big that's actually what you said a reset is a big one that i think people miss that you can do right i've i've known a lot of people that run linear models and then they're like well i couldn't get my five by five so i stopped mm -hmm. and i'm like just go back to what you just knock 20 percent off the bar yeah and they're like, well, I already did it. I'm like, knock 20% off the bar and build back up. And I can almost guarantee if you've never done that before, you will surpass where you got to last time. Yeah. Right? Like, it's that, that reset, that reload. And, like, I kind of like that if you don't take a deload in a linear model, that once you get to that point that you're doing a reset, that is kind of your deload. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it's like 20% or the last, or like, knock two weeks off. I, I never liked taking deload weeks. Yeah. It was a wasted week for me, to be yeah. honest. And, and, you know, I know there's value in them. Um, but I'm just like, man, it's like, this, what, is, what am I doing? Like yeah. a set of five at 45, set of five at 50 and a set of yeah. five at 55%. And then 
that's go like I don't know. I yeah, just didn't see, like it. You know, I just didn't. That's one of the reasons that I have a CrossFitter in me. That's just like if I didn't do something, I feel like that was deemed hard enough for the day that I don't get anything from it. But I just yeah. it was just a wasted week for me. Um, that's why I have to I have to follow programming that I I need some kind of strength programming that I don't write. Yeah. Because I will just like bury myself constantly, right? And maybe that's like a a knock on my own like a like 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 willpower, but it's like I need someone to be like this is the intensity today, this is the intensity tomorrow, and then in a couple of weeks the intensity is going to be lower, mm-hmm. right? For like a few days because we need that, right? If I just if it's just in front of me like I'm going to do this this and this like like you just said like a plan is good. If I know that someone else is making the plan, I'm more likely to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, I think we're both in a similar boat. We don't have the option of having the class or a -hmm. coach that's with us. You know, most of our training is on our own. And then if our coaching is remote, so it's not like we're holding – we're the ones holding ourselves accountable for the most part. Um, So it it can – you know, not making excuses. We both get our training in, but sometimes it's not – it's just not yeah just it's hard not, yeah it's you can't always work it out it's not always ideal so so as the um i guess as we start light the reps are higher right mm-hmm. and then you're gonna go up and as the percentages go up reps get lower the reps get lower yeah. um with some of the models of of, yeah. of linear periodization sometimes people run five by fives and just go up five pounds Keep until up. they like so this so like and this you know like but i know like some people that run a conjugate system that they'll go Mm -hmm. linear after their speed work yeah on a lift they're not very good at yeah so they'll go like i know when we were doing some program some some more competitive program a couple years back like after our speed work we would do um two sets of eight Mm -hmm. at x percent and then we would add five and that's where you started it was at 60 percent yeah and you would run that on a front squat Mm -hmm. every week i like that until you can't get fives anymore yeah and then you get threes and then you do singles and then it starts back over at eights and you pick a different lift so you might go overhead squat or something yeah it wouldn't be just pick a lift you're not good at yep and, and run it yep yeah so i mean the same thing would apply to any you know to any lift, really, you could do mm-hmm. the same thing and just run it. Oh, you didn't get it? All right, start down at fives and then yeah. go. Um, but typically, they would vary as the yeah. intensity goes up, the volume would go down, um, especially for more advanced folks that are running these. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the weights are going to be significantly higher mm-hmm. than a new person. Mm-hmm. When you're new, you need the volume of the train. The training yeah. volume is, is as important as anything and just creating a stimulus to your body yeah um, i agree the, i like uh i like i like five by five i do i like i like three by five if people can if people can manage a five by five progression i prefer that one though a little bit i like i like the uh because i know five by I, there's some, some big arguments about it 
but like I really enjoy like the it, it, it it's a sweet spot. That many reps is a sweet spot between like an actual like CNS response and also like a hypertrophic like a, a hypertrophy effect. Right. I, I like that. What is hyper, hypertrophy? Just so, yeah, so, yeah, sorry. yeah, so there we go. Somebody yeah. might not um, know what that is. Uh, basically, uh, sixth grade definition, which is how I talk most of the time, um, hypertrophy is the act of increasing the cross-sectional size of a muscle, so getting bigger, right? Adding muscle mass, right? Um, there are different types of hypertrophy. Um, basically, though, the overarching theme of hypertrophy is that you are increasing muscle mass, um, and the idea is that, like, Sometimes at a certain point when you're lifting, you just need more muscle on your body, right? You've just kind of run out of space to build strength is the way I explain it to people in class. Um, so you just need to get a little bit bigger. You just need to add some muscle mass to your frame. Um, it's also for athletes, muscle is armor, right? It just kind of take that impact a little bit more and produce more force and absorb more force. Um, yeah, that's what hypertrophy would be is just like the act of building muscle. Cool. Right? Yeah. Um, forget what I was going to say. Um, mm. So as the intensity goes up, volume goes down, um, you know, you, you know what you're doing each day with your training. Like, yep. you know, every week if you have it laid out or if you have a coach, it's going to be laid out. So it's like yep. week one, you're doing this many sets at this weight. Week two, you're going. So I think a lot of people do like three to four week waves. Yeah deload restart um working up towards for more advanced folks they're working up towards peaking for some kind of strength event typically yeah, yeah. Um, or peaking for if you're a fighter peaking for some you know there's yeah, a, for a competition peaking for right. a competition um it's a good model to build into that kind of stuff which is yeah needed, yeah right? correct. especially athletically you can't just let's what people always talk about Chuck Vogelpool that was his mm. problem with squatting was that he was such a strong squatter in the, in the, in the gym but they couldn't get him to ever ramp back the intensity mm. so he like he never did on the platform what he could do in the gym that kind of deal um, that's a that's a good example of it it's like hey sometimes you gotta ramp it back a little bit especially you have, if you're building into a competition mm. phase or like a, you have a block of competitions coming up like I'm working with someone right now who's doing a powerlifting meet and then they have a, and then they have a CrossFit competition not long after that mm-hmm. so we have to switch the training a little bit um, like as soon as their competition's over like their powerlifting meet's over um, but like if you if you don't take the time to build into a like you're actually like utilizing the foundation that you've built you won't utilize it right mm-hmm. you won't be able to actually use it and people miss that yeah yeah um so i mean all in all like we we're not even though we don't necessarily use this we use it probably more for individual clients than we do in our group classes Mm -hmm. um and we use it for our new folks um and with our athletes depending it just depends with our athletes it really depends on the group what we're doing Mm -hmm. um I try to use what they need, not what I, yeah. I, I don't want to be specifically tied to use one specific training system or another. There's so mm-hmm. many variables that come into play. Um, so what are some of those variables? Like what, what is a variable in a group setting? Let's say you had a team come in. What is a variable that you could, that you could point out that would cause you to want to use a linear progression with them, a linear periodization model with them instead of another model? Um, they're, they've never trained before at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
they, they haven't trained before, ever before at all. Um, numbers kind of dictate to some extent what we're going to do yeah. um, because of <clears throat> some of our some of our athlete groups are pretty big when we get a whole team in here. If you're not thinking about how that session flows mm-hmm. and being efficient, yeah, like it doesn't. I mean, that is a big piece of it. Is like what it, what what makes sense from a flow? Because the more kids that you have in here, and the more things that you're doing where kids can stand around, mm-hmm. the crappier the training session is going to be. Yeah. Um, so, um, how many weeks am I going to have them? How many sessions a week do we have them? Um, is it off off season? Are we leading up into the season? Mm-hmm. Um, have they ever trained before? Uh, are they you know a little bit not so much if they're guys or girls, but sometimes their sports will dictate a little bit about what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more about main movements than it is about um, necessarily the periodizations. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like to do with those group is still follow kind of like a linear model mm-hmm. for our, but we'll do it in four week blocks yeah. and then we rotate exercises. Okay. Um, with athletes. So we'll do four weeks of trap bar, more of like the rep maxes than straight linear because the kids don't track yeah. very well. So it's hard to build on it. So we'll go like we might go heavy six, heavy five, heavy four, mm-hmm. heavy double. Yeah. Trap bar deadlift. Yeah. And then we'll rotate over front squat. We might do eight, six, four. Yeah. And then you have the build in kind of RPE scale with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what did they do before that? Are they practicing? Mm-hmm. Most of our kids are always doing something. Yeah. But very few kids besides football players have a real off season. Yeah. The football guys have a true off season where, you know, football is such a violent game. Like you can't practice that all the time. No. So, um, but like our girls that play soccer, like they're playing club, they're doing something. The softball girls, like they don't stop. Yeah. Um, basketball players don't stop. Yeah. So they're always doing something. So, for me, it comes it comes down more to managing the volume than any particular um, periodization. Like, yeah, because I might see them four days one week, and I might see them two the next, and then only one the next. Like, I can't follow linear periodization. Like, yeah, or at least I, I don't feel like I can't. I feel like there's better ways to do it mm-hmm. based on the amount of time that I see them and all the other variables that are going on in their life. So. Mm-hmm. But that's also right. That's also brings us to that can bring us to one of the uh, one of the drawbacks of it, mm-hmm. right? Is missing sessions, right? Like for as many great things as there are about but linear periodization, there are also a couple pretty big drawbacks about it. And I think that I think the number one, the one I cite the most, is missing sessions. If you miss a session on a linear periodization model and you don't make it up, you you've missed a bolt, like a, you've missed an important aspect of training because every session plugs into the next one, mm-hmm. right? Yes. If and you, if you have a six week wave, or if you have like a six week squat wave or something, and it, it's building on percentages or something like that, um, let's say, yeah, let's say it's building on percentages, and somebody misses two weeks in the middle, they come again and then they miss another week, and then like the seventh week we're like maxing out or something, they, they've done half the cycle, mm-hmm. right? 
and unfortunately a lot of people don't go about don't go about like I think a lot of coaches don't go about like encouraging people to make up sessions when they can or like hey you're not going to max out today we're going to we're going to do something else right because we haven't built into this yet we haven't built into this properly um, so then people like especially in group settings they max out they don't get what they wanted or they don't like improve or they feel worse and they're like well, what happened I, I squatted I came in and squatted it's like that's a coach's job to explain that to him but like missing sessions on a, in a linear model it can be detrimental right? I agree that's a big thing and you know people get busy uh, you know most of the people that we train have kids they have full-time jobs mm-hmm. um, this is what they do for for health and for fun yeah you know they're not they don't want to make up session you know what I mean yeah. for the most part yeah, they, they or, or they can't Right, they can't. They can't just like come in and like just squat on some Tuesday. Yes. Right, at, at two in the afternoon. Right? Yeah, and, and and you know, with that being said, like they do have kids. Mm-hmm. They have you know, Coach Ryan just had a baby. Yep. I've got two year old twins. Like, by damn, it, if I have to, if my program says I have five by five at eighty two percent. And I come in that day, and I don't feel like I should do that. It's probably not in my best intention to do that. I'm really bad about if it's written down, and it's what I'm supposed to do on Wednesday. Yeah, do it. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. And um, I don't think linear periodization has good auto regulation mm-hmm. built in. Yeah. So. And maybe people that do it more would be like, "Oh, this is what you do on that." I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's not what we use a ton, but yeah. I'm more of like, I'm going to hammer this nail until yeah. it goes in, no matter yeah. what, um, and pay pay the consequences of that. So, in yeah. um, certain personality types, that's going to work better for, and yep. certain ones, it's not. And some people might just be like, "Oh, we'll just skip Wednesday and we'll do it Thursday. I'll be better tomorrow." Or yeah. I'm not like that, really. Um, If I squat on Mondays, I'm going to squat on Monday, and I'm going to squat on Monday. Um, Just, just the I'm a routine-oriented person, and not doing it stresses me out more than trying to do it. Um, I always look ill-recovered, I guess. Yeah, I always look at my training like a week at a time, right? And I've started taking it as like. Almost the same to the same degree you do, but I don't. It's for me, it's not as locked in on the day, right? So for me, it's just this is what I have to do this week. I just have to get it in. This is what I need to get in this week. Yeah. So I'll find the time to. And also, like I'm in a little, I have an advantageous position. I always tell people, like I always talk about that. Like as a coach, like I do spend more time in the gym, right? It doesn't mean all your time can be spent training. That's a big misnomer about being a coach. I live, but I also live above a gym, mm-hmm. so it's not really an issue for me to like program in the morning coach coach more do the team do like the athlete strength and conditioning session and then work at start working out at like 8 30 or 9 right yeah. and i'm like i'm gonna take an hour i'm gonna get my training done i'm gonna go upstairs eat dinner go to bed get up in the morning do it the next day right that's advantageous so like i will like i will structure my training so it's like i just have to get these sessions in this week right and i have ways that i like to do it. i don't like to i don't squat well after i pull heavy mm-hmm. like the day before um, and not necessarily because it's my legs, it taxes my upper back so much that I feel like I can't like actually like get tension in the bar. Um, but like other than that, as long as I can keep those two things kind of apart, 
I tend to be okay, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, these are the sessions I want to hit this week. These are the things I need to hit this week. Because I have some strength goals. I don't have competition goals, but I have some strength goals I'm trying to build to. Um, and it's like, as long as I do that, I'm all right. Yeah, mine is a little different with the twins and my schedule. Yeah, for sure. Back and forth. I don't have kids. Um, <laughs> I, have, I, have a girl, I have a girlfriend and a couple animals, right? Like, I've found here lately, as I've gotten busier, that I just need to work out at 7 a.m., Mm-hmm. After the 6 a.m. class is over, I have a window from 7 to 8.30. Yeah. Train for 75 minutes, yep. 15 minutes of, like, downtime. And um, I, that's when I have to do it right now because yeah. I have to go home after I'm done yeah. coaching. So, like, I'm not – and my training would be shitty. I'm not a night – I've never – I've never trained late a night ever. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I've owned a gym for five years, so like I, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Do I sometimes, if I absolutely have to, I will. But I'd be more likely to come here at four thirty in the morning and train at five before the six than I would yeah. stay after and work out at ten, yeah, um, or nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, that's not a good time for me. Yeah, um, right, because it's just it's not an option. I'm just right? tired, man. I'm yeah. tired and uh, I just don't feel like it. So, mm-hmm. um, and everybody's a little different. I like sure. I like the idea of the early morning training, but I, like to do it all the time. I see these guys like three thirty; they have their alarms every day. Yep. And I'm like envious of their dedication, but I just I'm not there yet. Yeah, um, I just I can't do that. Stuff. If I had to, like, if I had to, if that was the only way I could work out, mm-hmm. I could. But it's not, so I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only time that I really that I get up to train at five a.m. is when that's when like I know I have to do it. Yeah. Now, like, if I trained with, like, a consistent group of people that were like, hey, let's train, but we train at 6 a.m., then I would get up and train at 6 a.m. with them. Yeah. Because I love having a training group. I would love to do that. I would love to find a group to train with. And I would would do it early, Mm -hmm. too. And it would probably make my other stuff a little better, but I just can't find it. Yeah, Um, man. It's hard to get people to do it. I would like to find people to come in at like seven or ten thirty. Those yeah. work with me yeah. too, but I guess everybody else has to have their jobs. Um, everybody else has to go to work and have a salary. Yeah, so those are you know missing sessions, you know inflexibility of the program, being under recovered, and still, you know, I like not hitting your numbers for that day mm-hmm. can be you know problematic or just missing time in general and not accumulating the volume over the course of the time to build up to whatever the goal is during yeah. the, the linear block. Um, <clears throat> one of the other things is like, there's not a lot of exercise variability for the most part in uh, a linear periodization. Yeah. And you know, like if you're doing bench press, you're bench pressing and you're training, you're, you're training, the same grooves and stimulus yeah. over and over, and that can lead to some uh, some injuries, overuse injuries. Um, is another knock, I guess, or yeah, can be a counter argument to why it wouldn't be the best um, like thing to implement or tool for yeah. your program. Yeah, for especially for a, you know older folks who have been training a long time anyways and have angry shoulders and elbows and yeah. hips. Um, it's just one of those things to be pointed out. Um, 
And I remember, I know the, the under-recovering part especially, I think I said it earlier, like, I used to have, like, really awful insomnia. Like, I'd be awake for, like, two or three days at a time sometimes. Um, and a good night of sleep was, like, I'd be asleep for two hours. That kind of thing. Um, and I just learned, and it started in high school, so I just kind of, like, going out of high school and, like, into my 20s, like, I just learned how to function that way, right? Um, but I remember I also at that time started, like, CrossFit, and we, we had, uh, I remember one point we were running, like, a, we, I think we were doing a, a five-by-five progression. I think we did it for, like, 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the plan, and I just could not add weight to it like everybody else could mm-hmm. right i remember i remember i spent i spent an entire month doing it at 190 pounds because mm-hmm. i could not physically add any weight to it because i was just so tired right and now granted that's personal responsibility i needed to like get that sorted out i wasn't um but like it's just i couldn't do it i couldn't add weight i was under recovered right some weeks i couldn't even do that um but yeah, yeah the biggest thing is missing that's you know it's really frustrating when you miss and then you feel like the rest of the thing is just blown you know sometimes yeah. you, you can recover from that and you just had a bad training day but you know confidence is a fickle mm-hmm. thing you know and um in sports and in, in training confidence is really important um you know when you go into attack heavy weights and you're second guessing yourself yeah the outcomes are not in your favor generally we we you want to be confident with that bar under your back you want to be confident in those things same same as you know when you step out on the field um so it can just derail the whole thing if you start missing some stuff early on you know i know guys that are training for meets and they'll four weeks into a 12-week cycle start missing some yeah reps and then it's like the whole thing's screwed and then they try and push through or they get hurt or then Mm -hmm. they don't finish and miss the meet or whatever um so when it really could just be like hey take a second recover get a good get a heavy night's sleep or drop your numbers down a little bit and try again right yeah like but it is like because lifting does have that kind of inherent reaction with people because it, it's like it's hard to do so there's emotion behind it mm-hmm. right so people's reactions to it tend to be emotional right um like i know mine i know mine do i don't i tend not to like scream and throw barbells but like i get i get like upset when i have a bad day i'm like well this is terrible yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't feel good because you're like you're committing time to doing something and trying to better yourself and get stronger um and you, if you're doing it you care about it um yeah the only time yeah. i get uh you know where i don't necessarily follow too much linear stuff <clears throat> i don't it leaves me way happier yeah. I don't miss lifts very often. Yeah. Um, every once in a while on a bench, I'll miss a lift. Yeah. But on my squats, I don't hardly ever miss. Yeah. Um, sometimes on my deadlifts, I'll miss from time to time, but not often. Yeah. Um, not consistently. You know, so it's just one of those things. And that, that goes back to, like, I'm not really training for anything. So, like, I'm doing fun stuff. Yeah. Um, training. You know, like, I train so many kids. So I'm, like, experimenting with their programming you know, going through and testing some of the stuff for the classes. Yeah. Um, I'm not the strongest I've ever been. I'm trying to work on my nutrition. Mm-hmm. I'm in pretty good shape overall. Like, I'm real happy with uh, with things. Um, got a little bit of shoulder thing going on, so I don't, I'm don't. i not benching a ton right now. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Figuring it out. Figuring it out. Yeah, you know, and ultimately, time, like, you know, good. that's what – for the most part, when I've run linear programs, I just haven't enjoyed it. So 
that I guess yeah. as we as we get through this list of some of the things, like it's just it's too boring for me. Um, and I think it's and then I start looking, I start program looking, like oh man, like what is this and what yeah. is this, and then like yeah. that's bad too. Yeah, when you're like the grass is always greener on the other side, and just looking at all the shit, and then mm. you start experiment with all the stuff, and you're not really doing anything. Even though I said that I'm doing a bunch of stuff for my programming, I am following a basic template for my strength work. Yes. And there is a rhyme or reason for what I'm doing. My conditioning is a little more scattered um, and some of my accessory work, but the main movements are, they're not willy-nilly uh, yeah. without purpose. You can, you can have a plan without it being written down. Right? 100%. I have yeah. a framework with it. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, algebra. Yeah. And I plug in the variables for that mm-hmm. specific week or training session and I... Um, fill it in the pieces like I, yep, yeah. I can pick from this category for X, yeah, Y, and like it's gonna get me this, yep. you know. So, and I think I think that kind of thing, like like I I get a little bored with linear periodization, uh, like programs too, uh, for myself, just because I need a little more engagement from like my training than that. But I think linear periodization number one works really well but also number two i think it's great for people where their emphasis isn't on the day-to-day training right they're not concerned about like like the mental enjoyment of training they are they are focused more on game day or meet day yeah, or like competition sure. yeah. day. they're like if i do this i'll get to that that because like, none of the training's fun like yeah, they don't look at yeah. training as something that they enjoy yeah and i would agree for like our kids mm-hmm. especially non-football kids yeah Football kids are a little different. Mm-hmm. Weight room culture is such a big part of football. Yeah, it's becoming more culture of all sports, but but it's, it's always been huge. it's always it's been football. you know if you play football, I don't follow football, and I know that you need to <laughs> lift, you need to lift weights. It's a violent game. It requires yep. some physicality, and if you don't do your due diligence, you're not mm-hmm. you're going to get hurt or not going to get hurt, but you possess a larger capability. You know the capabilities are larger to get hurt. Um. You know, I think there's a lot of stuff coming out for all sports, why kids need to strength train, and it's great. Um, but we are still battling a lot of misinformation. Um, but the kids that come here, for the most part, especially in the beginning, they certainly did not love training because it was way yeah. outside their comfort zone. They were sore all the time, and it wasn't real fun. Yeah. So um, they didn't care what we did. You know, they didn't like any of it. So it didn't – it works for that. You yeah. know, it didn't matter. They were training to get better at their sport. Um Versus someone that really likes training and the nuances and like, yep. why we do this? What is the point behind this? Like, they just want their workout written on the board. They want to do it. Get out mm-hmm. of here. And go do what they like to do. So yeah. um, that is a good argument for why uh, it's it's good mm-hmm. with athletes. Um, so their goal, their goal isn't to be good at training. No. Yeah. It's not necessarily to enjoy it every time they walk into the gym. It's just, just going to get it done. And I know. That's like that's a mentality that like I first wrote about like like Jim Wendler, right? He has that like boring but big programs. Yeah. And like his is just like I just need to get the work done. Mm-hmm. I don't need to spend six hours in the gym. I just need to get in, get it done, and get out. Yeah. Right. And know that I'm gonna get somewhere. That's I think linear periodization is perfect for that kind of mentality. Yeah. Because it's simple. Yeah. Right. I like programming. I like my programming to be like a little different, like a little like fun. I like some like I like sprinting. I like. I like sprinting. I like Olympic lifting. Um, also, I really enjoy bench pressing, like that kind of stuff. Like, I like some variability to it. Like, and sometimes if I'm going overhead, I don't always want to know that I'm going to do a strict press. Sometimes I want to push press, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want to, like, push jerk, or sometimes I want to use dumbbells instead. I want to do single arm work, right? Like, but I enjoy, I like to enjoy training. 
because yeah. I don't have an end goal in mind, right? I just want to be stronger. Yeah. Right. I don't have an end, like a specific end goal. Yeah, that's how. I mean, generally speaking, I I run a, a strength bias training, but I have like a sick piece, like this sickness in my head every once in a while, that I have to do like really hard things just to prove mm-hmm. to myself that I can, and. Yeah, and my tra- like mental tests. Yeah, right? like I, I'm just like into it. Yeah, I don't know. I run a half marathon at the Red River Gorge every year, and it's the worst thing ever, and I hate it. And I've, <laughs> I've done it every year that I've lived in Kentucky, and I probably will for a while. Um, and I ride the wave, man. Like on days that I feel great, I ride the lightning, mm-hmm. and I train. I might train for two hours, and I'll yeah. train hard and heavy, and like do all this stuff. The days that I don't feel so great, I do what I have to, and then I shut it down yep um and that's just come with getting older and like listening to a lot of people that are a lot smarter than me talk about training for longevity Mm -hmm. and you know not a specific day so um with everything that we do there's some linear periodization still built into what we're doing uh here it's just a little more subtle um it's not as and also like what do you what do you tell somebody if they're not sure what to do on a weight right if they're doing like it's just like what did you do the last time we did this add five pounds to that that's what mm-hmm. i always tell people mm-hmm. it's like just last time we did 10 sets of three on the bench press like on our speed work it's like uh, i don't know what i did or like if you know what you did and it's like well should i go up because i don't have a percentage to go off of like i don't have a wonder at max this is what i did last time i'm like cool put more put five more pounds on the bar yeah right um and there's you know there's ultimately you know another piece of it is like it comes down to your coaches mm-hmm. um and i don't think coaches shouldn't coach stuff they don't know well they don't necessarily like as coaches i think it's our responsibility to know all the models and you know cycles and of periodization um at least enough to have intelligent conversations about them and about why we use something and why we don't use them um you know but <clears throat> the like block periodization which isn't necessarily what we're talking about today like is mm-hmm. is a foreign concept to me yeah like i would never write a block periodization yeah yeah that wouldn't be something i would do very well i've never done it hardly mm-hmm. i don't do it i don't know it doesn't make sense to me i can't yeah. wrap my mind around why you would think unless you were like an olympian and i'm not yeah. training any olympians yeah. so yeah. um now you know my Corey, my old business partner with this, like he's looking at four year cycles of kids coming into his football team. Mm -hmm. So now he's like starting to look at some block stuff and I'm like, and we have conversations about it. And I'm like, man, I can't even, I don't even know if I'm going to have those kids out there for two more weeks. It's the 15th. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I might have a kid a month. I might have them four years. I might have them a day. I don't know. You know, once and be like, never mind. I don't, (laughs) I don't know. So like, he knows if you play football, you're going to be there, you yeah. know. And so it makes it a lot easier to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, I see kids for four to six months a year, and then I they disappear Yeah. for f- at least four months a year Yeah. when they get heavy into their sport. And then they come back around. So the kids that have been with me longer, I have a better working relationship with them and their parents, and we can communicate more. Some of the kids that are newer, mm-hmm. like – they leave and then yeah. they text me when they're ready to come back. Um, hey man. So it's which just some, one of those things. Which sometimes is needed. And I think that's like a, 
I think it's a big thing with training is just kind of like letting people find it a little bit, mm-hmm. right? When they're there, introduce it to them, make sure they're safe, make sure they're moving well. If you can tell they're not really bought in, it's like try to get that buy-in from them. But like, I've always found that like the best buy-in is just like making sure that people are kind of like enjoying it, getting something out of it, mm-hmm. right? Like session to session. Yeah. If I see if I see a person once a week, it's like one of the things I ask is like, this is what I think we should do. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. This is what I would have you do today. What do you want to do? Because I'm seeing you once this week. Yeah. Right. And usually after a few times of that, people walk in and they're like, what are we doing today? Right. It's not about what they want to do anymore. They're like, oh, this is, this is working or I feel good or this is fun when I come. What are, what are we doing today? Yeah. Right. So. Cool. Well, that was our linear uh, periodization discussion. Um, we'll try and dive into all the um, different methodologies. Yeah, different methods. Styles. Yep, that we can just to give, you know, ultimately, especially here at our gym, like I want to educate our folks to why we do what we do, have a working knowledge of other things, and um, help you help us spread the word about good training. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, what quality stuff is and what, because there's just so much misinformation that with our little gym here, you know, we can help fight some of that, at least in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, but like always, um, if you have any questions, or if there's anything more specific, we have a couple We've had three or four show requests, so we have a list that's starting um, that we'll be diving into kind of week to week. But if you have any questions or comments, hit us up. Thanks for listening. See you guys.